Welcome to Geek Speak Sidekick, your companion to Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast and web series, Geek Speak Live. I'm your host, the geek of all trades, Steve Muller. And I'm Geek Speak's boy wonder, Brendan. And boy, do we have a green booties filled issue for you boy, today. Boy, wonder do we ever. Oh, they're <laughs> flying through the air everywhere. They're flying straight at your crotch. What? Why? Well, you know when I come home I after do. a hard day of work, well, I like to kick doubtful. off my shoes. If your crotch happens to be in the way of them, it's your own fault. When isn't my crotch in your way? (laughs) (laughs) But first, before we get into all the green booty shenanigans... What's been happening? What has been happening, Brendan? Well, funny you should mention that, Steve, because what's Mm. happening right now... Like, literally 15 minutes before we hit record on this this issue. I took off my pants. Well, no. <laughs> that was about 16 minutes before. No, we were uh, sitting down getting ready to record and Facebook lit up. Yep. Similar, I guess, to several months ago with the casting announcement of Affleck. Yep, like, yep. just news feed everywhere. Cyborg has been cast in Batman vs. Superman. It's really starting to sound can like we just a call Justice, Justice League. I was gonna, can we call it Justice League yet? <laughs> Uh, I'm actually wondering if it's actually Cyborg or just Victor Stone. Well, I don't know, but what I can say is like the actor's name is Ray Fisher. He's a theatre actor, a, th- a, th- a thespian. A thespian, if you will. Yes. Uh, yeah, because we can't really find anything else he's been in. He's been playing uh, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Ali in a New York stage play. Uh, but he looks, I mean, he looks the part. He does. He looks a bit like Victor. Uh, apparently, he was also down for, um, he was in casting potential whatever you want to call it. Star Wars. Star Wars Episode 7. But if he's going to do this, I can't imagine he will be doing Star Wars. No. Um, But yeah, they're basically saying it's only going to be a small role, Mm. uh, which makes me think maybe not Cyborg, maybe just Victor Stone associated with Star Labs. Star Labs was uh, mentioned in the first Man of Steel. It was. Uh, so it makes me wonder, is he just going to be Victor Stone? Maybe the accident happens that he becomes Cyborg and they bring well, him back in another film. I'll read the quote from Variety and mm. it says here, Cyborg will become a much more significant role as Warner and DC develop more films related to the Justice League universe, sources confirm. Mm. So, Which makes me think, Victor Stone, yep. to introduce the character mm-hmm. and then later on down the line, yep. then they make him Cyborg. Yeah, that, that would make sense. But kind because especially if you're going to chuck in Cyborg in the big role, is it, you know, going to a lesser known actor, like, honestly, theatre. Mm. He hasn't done movies or anything like that that we can find. That's not always a bad thing when it comes to these movies, though. Casting unknowns sometimes works out for the best. Well, actually, uh, Hank McCoy, Beast, in the original, um, not original, but X-Men First, first Class. class. Uh, what was his name? Benjamin something. He was a theatre actor. Mm. He was all down for it, but then he pulled out to do another play or something, and that's when they got Nicholas Holt. Okay. So they are known to get theatre actors, but I- I'm, I'm, you know, putting the foot <laughs> marking down it now. Down, yeah. Marking it down, he will only be Victor Stone. We won't actually see any cyborg well, elements. You did, you did predict the Ultron thing. I did predict the Ultron <laughs> thing. I'm fucking good at this shit. <laughs> you are. Uh I reckon, yeah, if anything happens, it'll be right at the end or, you know, like they do with the TV shows and stuff. They they have that little bit at the end where something will happen, like he'll have the accident and there'll be cybernetics nearby and stuff. And yeah. Like, mm, that's going to lead to this. I just want to ask quickly, mm-hmm. with the new 52, how sort of Martian Manhunt has been bumped out of the Justice League and Cyborg's been bumped up into the Justice League. Yeah, yeah. How do you, which do you prefer? I'm a, I'm a Martian Manhunter guy. See, I never really, knew, I wouldn't say knew too much. I I never really read Martian Manhunter. Okay. By the time I came into uh, DC Comics, when mm-hmm. Jeff Johns got me on years ago with Green Lantern Rebirth, yep. I never really read all the other titles. Yep. It was Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. New 52 is when I started reading okay. all the other titles, even yep. Batman. Yeah. So I've never really but had even a, with the an affinity films, with Martian Manhunter. Like Justice League War, for example. They yes. sort of gave Martian Manhunter the arse and bought in Cyborg. Like, did you, did you prefer... Well, no, Justice League War. I know, I know. No, but that was they the bumped new... Aquaman and brought That's in true. Shazam. That's true too, actually, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just a Martian Manhunter. I don't know. I, I like Cyborg. Uh, I've been loving what they've done in as long as it's fucking taking them to do it, Forever Evil. <laughs> you know, they've... 
they've kind of upgraded, but at the same time downgraded his body. It's okay. a lot slimmer. It's not so bulky anymore. Yep. It was really bulky in that Justice League War movie. Mm. See, I, I love Cyborg in Young Justice. Okay. I was never a Teen Titans viewer. I haven't viewer. gotten that far into. Mm. Yeah, I, that's, a show, that's a show you I know. You need to! Oh, I know. You I silly really, fool! I really want to watch that show. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, um, you know, DC stuff though. Yes. We spoke last issue about the Bruce Tim. Oh, uh, the Batman 75. Yep. Uh, Batman animated series thing they did for the 75th anniversary. Yes. Little animated short. I believe they're the words you're looking for. Mm, so is the word the words I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, another one dropped this week. It did. The Darwin... Was it last week? When did it? Uh, good Friday actually Ooh, is when it came out. It so was yeah. a good Friday indeed. It was. Yeah. The Darwin Cook, uh, Batman 75th anniversary animated short. That's so, a mouthful. Batman Beyond, Batman. It was of yeah, the it was a, it was a Batman Beyond. Fuck that Batman of the Future stuff. It's Batman That's Beyond. That's how I've always known. Yeah, it. because I don't know why they called it that over here. <laughs> what we don't know what Beyond means. Where the you know the country that had the show Beyond two thousand. We're, we're not the Americans with Philosopher's Stone became Sorcerer's Stone yeah. because they didn't think kids would read a book about a philosopher. God, it shits me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Batman Beyond animated short. Now, this mm. one was really short. It only went for like a minute and a half. Yeah, it, it did seem shorter than the uh, Bruce Tim one. But I loved it. And I, I, I do like Batman Beyond in its universe. I don't love it as much as I sort of... I loved that series. I don't See, love it that as... was a series I watched. I didn't watch Batman the Animated Series. I watched Batman in the Future. Yeah. Love them. So you, you know me. Love, love, you love, go love, sort love. of too sci-fi, you kind of lose me. Yeah, you go too sci-fi and you're... <laughs> you've grabbed me. By the... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say short and curly? <laughs> we, uh, you know, whereas this one, I was, I was looking forward more to the Bruce Tim one. Mm-hmm. And not so much this one, but it completely did the flip on me, and I loved it. And that ending, yeah, because the oh. way it all set up, it seemed like it was uh, they were almost bringing in the Dark Knight, mm. uh, Dark Knight Returns. Sorry, the Frank Miller one. Yeah, uh, look, won't go too much into it, but the premise is they're fighting Batman. Batman. Yeah, and I won't say how they're fighting Batman or why they are. But the way it ends, just it leaves it open for so much. So because many Brendan boners. Because they're going with the 75th anniversary. Yep. The way it ended, let's just say there's even more Batman. Yep. And they look like they were taken from all across the timeline of Batman's career. It kind of... I'm going to sizzle this, actually. Mm. It sort of is a kind of like what a Little Ninja Turtles thing that we both watched over the last couple of in weeks way, did in another yes, cartoon. but we will be coming back, we'll come to, back that to that later. But keeping it on Batman, mm-hmm. another little bit of news that you filled me in on before that yes. I hadn't heard of. Oh, yes. Uh, Beware the Batman mm. that we spoke about a lot in the early issues of Sidekick. Yes, because it was new, it was fresh. We were both, you especially, were enjoying it. Yeah, I, I caught a few episodes. Yeah, but then you were very disappointed when uh, they sort of axed it halfway mm. through its its run, like its first season. Yeah, uh, I, it, for some reason, when we went into this in an earlier issue, I won't go back over it. But yeah, they they sort of just gave it. The, the flick, yeah, with no real explanation, and they brought back Teen Titans Go or whatever it's called. Yeah, now I have caught some of that. Doesn't it is enjoyable, me. but it is very kidified. Yes, yeah, very kidified. Yeah. So, and it actually, I think I don't know if I mentioned this on the previous issue, but uh, Beware the Batman has actually part one of season one has come out on DVD over here. Yes, and I believe there's one or two episodes on there that didn't actually air yet. Oh, yeah, but. They announced last week that it is going to return to television, mm. but if you're in the States watching it, you're going to have to set your recorders <laughs> because it won't be airing until 3am in the morning. Yeah, as part of the uh, Adult Swim Toonami block, Yeah, 3am, which, which kind be, of... It says 3am Saturday night, but that would be 3am Sunday morning. It, which makes it a bit weird because that particular series was always aimed more at... The kids, sort well, kind yeah, not of. not not like um, Brave and the Bold, no, no, kids, no, no, but, no, yeah, but you know, kid friendly in a way that anyone can enjoy it. Yeah, chucking it on three a.m. Yeah, I don't know, but actually, if you, I don't know if, if I've mentioned this or not, but mm. beware the Batman over here. It's airing on Go. I think it's Friday nights. It airs at like eleven p.m. Oh, really? Yeah, I caught that. Yeah, I, that's where I think I saw um the new Teen Titans Go. Recently. Okay. But yeah, I, I reiterate, so kidified. Yeah. Ridiculous. Which is a shame because Young Justice was by far the best series they've done of that team. Mm, which of is those why I characters. need to catch up on it. I only saw the first season. They cancelled it 
before Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go. Go. Which, yeah. And which is basically just almost a continuation of the original Teen Titans. It's that same five characters. Mm. Just even more kidified than they already were. Yeah, I don't get it. But the the good news is we're going to get to see the end of season one. Oh, there won't be a season two, but we are going mm. to get to see those episodes that we didn't think we were going to a couple of months ago. Now you're talking about catching up with Young Justice. Yes, you're going to be very proud of me. Very proud. I'm proud of so you anyway. Happy. Oh, you make me happy. Oh, thanks, darling. <laughs> Anywho, yes. We're currently in a three-day weekend. We are. We had a four-day weekend last we week. We just came out of a four-day weekend, and it's been known that I haven't been able to catch up with all my shows recently. Actually, no, it's true. You have disappointed me there. I did mention last issue and the one before that I had been catching up on all my Slack. comics. Slack is the term that I was using. <laughs> all right. <laughs> But now I finally got to catch up with all the TV shows. Yes. Because you've been dying to talk about Arrow, Arrow and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just with me. Yeah. Not, not even on a podcast. You just wanted to discuss them with me. Yeah, I wanted to geek out. <laughs> Haven't been able to. No. Four-day weekend. Oh, my God. I watched so many things. Yeah, you power watched the shit out of Arrow. <laughs> I, I was pretty much messaging you every 40 minutes with something out of one of those episodes. And like, I was sitting, oh, my God. I was sitting at home just like... <laughs> Every time. Because like, there was the episode with Suicide Squad. There was. There was a remarkable little cameo in there. Which I couldn't fucking talk about. Because <laughs> we recorded the day after that episode aired. Mm. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. I just, I need to, I couldn't say a fucking word because you hadn't watched it yet. And it literally is a cameo. You see the back of some hair, mm. like the back of a head. Mm. You hear a voice and mention a job description. And the voice is Tara Strong too, if you didn't know. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I picked that. <laughs> and um, let's just say it mentions a psychiatrist. I'll leave the cameo at that. Yeah. But so much was happening. I've caught up on the latest episode as well. Mm -hmm, That aired last night. Well, yeah. Yesterday. Aired. Aired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. Arrow. That just... I can see why you've been saying, if you want a superhero show... Yeah. Watch Arrow. Now, as what happened in the last episode, I'm not going to spoil it because it's very, very fresh. But let me just say this. You were watching it 15 minutes ahead of what I was. Yep, yep. As soon as I finished watching it, I went into the bedroom and checked my phone. Mm. There, were, there was a message from you, mm-hmm. two words, all in capitals, <laughs> split by a full stop that just said, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened at the end of the latest Arrow that, I'm sorry, but we, in terms of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I mean, yeah, for me, with my love mm. of Arrow, forget fucking Hail Hydra. This is huge. Yeah. There, there have been some episodes, definitely, that have been kind of... Uh, like the Birds of the Prey Birds of one. Prey one. That and was a little weak. There was one either before or after that that was kind of the same. It didn't really delve into the overarching story. They were filler episodes. The overarching story that they are leading to with the characters that they're coming... Like, they had the Suicide Squad, for fuck's sake. Yep. It was mental. And I don't think it's... Should we chuck up a spoiler warning? Yeah, do it. Spoilers! Deathstroke. Yep. Back in such a bad and big-ass way. Yep. (laughs) It is mental what he is doing. Mm. And as I said, we won't spoil the most recent part. No. But, you know, the stuff that's been going on with Baron Blood and, um, uh, you know, Deathstroke and the Suicide Squad and everything. Roy. The stuff with Roy. Roy. Holy crap. I'm still waiting. He has actually tried archery. He has. But he's got some other talents that he doesn't really need to. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, you, you you said it, this is a superhero show. Do you see what I mean now, too, with mm. how I said the other issue? There's a fucking Batman show coming out towards the end of this year. Mm. I, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. They're, they're bringing in so much in Arrow <sighs> that it's almost like goth. Makes me do wonder, like, are they both, they're not by CW. No, because uh, Gotham's Fox. Because it had made me wonder, would they start bringing in Gotham City and referencing it kind of like... Well, they uh, reference with... Bloodhaven all the time. Yeah, it oh, got yeah. referenced again last week. Uh, but with Central City and obviously Flash. Mm. Now, see, that was something I thought that would be big in this episode. Well, yeah, episode 20, when they originally laid out this season, mm. episode 20 was meant to be the backdoor pilot for the Flash series. Yeah. But because the Flash was so well-received and the plan that they have is just going great, they they're made, like, nah. They made the pilot just anyway. Just do the pilot all I the time. started to think, were they going to actually keep that element mm. anyway to keep people 
uh, what's the word, pumped for it. Because wasn't this episode called Seeing Red? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I was thinking, have they kept him to keep, you know, dropping those little tidbits mm. on the way to Flash? Like, keep people interested instead of having him ages ago and, oh, by the way, a Flash series will be coming out well, did soon. Did you notice last week's episode, it mm. had the two um, Star Labs workers there? Yeah. And they're in the Flash show, and they even name-dropped Iris. They did. Because, mm. so, um, Panabaker, the chick who played Caitlin. Yes. Or is it, is it Caitlin Panabaker? Anywho. So they're actually in they're the Flash. from show. Flash. Ah, so they are doing the crossover yes. already. Oh, yep. I like this. Yep. And it makes me wonder too, with the big sport, with the big thing that happened at the end of the mm. latest episode, because they had to sort of change their plan and not mm. do the Flash pilot, were they always going to do this? Yeah, it makes you or wonder. Or is this a case this... of they've gone, okay, what are we going to do to make this episode big? Let's do that. And it was big. <laughs> oh, I can tell yeah. you that. Yep. One thing I Game will changer. also quickly mention, Laurel, just over her. I'm yeah, sick of She was her. hardly in it. Because it's made me wonder about the whole Black Canary character. Mum's mm-hmm. name is Dinah. Mm-hmm. Laurel is the love. Yep. And Sarah is the Black Canary. It's like they've taken Black Canary of the comics and split her into three people. Yeah. And so you don't quite know which way he's going. Well, hey, Chris Nolan did it with John Blake. Yeah, true. <laughs> Three Robins into one character. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's like when he starts hooking up with Sarah, I'm just... Uh, but Laurel's meant to be the love, but at the same time, Laurel just looks like a haggard beast, and I wish she'd just get an arrow in her <laughs> all face All already. I can say is, and it's going to make me sound like a chauvinistic pig, but as long as Black Canary keeps running in that show, I don't care what she does. Um, she can run no, as much no, as she I'm wants. Sa- <laughs> what I'm going to say is, as long as Felicity Smoke keeps wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I like it simple. And have you caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I have. Okay. I had to actually watch three episodes over. Yes. Because I was watching them, mm-hmm. and you told me you cannot <laughs> watch... Yeah. <laughs> Put on the handbrake, buddy. I could not watch the next episode until I saw Captain America. No. You said I would be lost. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was so much I would be lost. It would be I would be sp- Boiled. Well, yeah, yeah. That to was the big thing. It gets to a point, you said that if you see this episode without Captain America, I would just find it that, yeah, not lost, just incredibly spoiled. And you'd be, you'd be disappointed. So, on the long weekend, mm-hmm. Emily and I went and saw Captain America. Yeah. As soon as I got home, rewatched the three episodes that, I, that I'd already watched, mm-hmm. but Emily had missed. And then picked up on stuff in it. Yeah. Like uh, Agent Sitwell being told to report to the Lemarian Star. By the way, our spoiler alert is covering this conversation too. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, well, I, I won't go too spoilery, but, you know, the ship at the very start of the film, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but, you know, Agent Sitwell's told to report there. It all tied in. Mm-hmm. But then from that, having then seen Cap, mm-hmm. we could keep watching it. Yeah. And... <laughs> you liked it? Oh, my God. Again, you saying uh, Arrow is the superhero show. This is a comic book show. Yeah. And it's, it's really up to that comic book ante at the moment. By bringing in characters like, again... <laughs> Spoilers! Deathlock. Yep. You know... A character that probably won't be able to make it into an Avengers film no. or something of that that scale. You can do TV. It's the same with Arrow. They're able to bring in. They're bringing in more the bigger characters. Well, they brought in fucking Clock King. Yeah, <laughs> Ace of Spades gang. Yeah, uh, it was, is it the Ace Royal of Flush gang? Royal Flush gang. There's just so much more they can bring in. There's, mm. They've got an entire universe they can go from, and we've said, you know, this isn't Agents of Shield and the Avengers. No, it's Agents of Shield. That doesn't mean they can't bring in a villain like Blackout. Yeah. And the fact that they even mention he's got powers of the Dark Force. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, he is a Nova villain. (laughs) Well, that's where he originated. He's been in like Thunderbolts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. When I saw his name, Marcus Daniels, I won't say which episode it's in so you don't get too spoiled. (laughs) But when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, they brought in Blackout. Yeah. Like that blew me away. And... Yeah, tying it into uh, Captain America, they had Very to. Very much, yeah. Because, Cap- as you said, Captain America sets up this... Universe changing. Like, I-, I think we can spoil a little bit more of this now. It has been it's out It's been for out for about three or four weeks, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been going. Everyone has been seeing the words, 
hail Hydra. Oh, it's all over the internet. There's memes everywhere. We we can pretty much say that an old enemy is back. Yeah. We're not going to say how much of everyone is involved or who's involved. No. But Hydra's big back, characters. And it has changed the entire landscape of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Big and small screen. Well, one thing I loved about Captain America is they brought back a character... From a previous film. Who was just a bit part, really. Really, yeah. He had a fair few lines and everything, but he wasn't a major character. You wouldn't think he'd be someone that would ever show up again. No. And he comes in this and he's an agent of Hydra. Yeah. You're just like, holy shit. You start thinking, holy crap, I'm going to go back and watch the film he was in. Yeah. Which was how many years ago now? 2010. And think, holy crap, that changes all the motivations he was I won't spoil too much. Yeah. But his motives and the reason he was doing what he was doing, that makes you sit there and go, oh, holy crap. Holy jeebus. <laughs> Hold on to your horses. Speaking of small parts, did you mm. pick up the community cameo? Arbed. Yeah. Which, now this, I actually schooled you on something before, mm. which see, the, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, getting, there. getting there. The there. Russo brothers who directed yep. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. They've never really directed a film, No, they? the thing that they're most known for is television. Mm. And out of the television they've done, the stuff that they're most known for was community. They've directed a heap of community, and most notably, the paintball episodes mm. that everyone just loves. That was the Russo now, brothers. I've never been a huge community fan, but I have seen the two-parter mm-hmm. paintball episode. It was amazing. Yeah. So they can do action. They can. That, well, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were actually saying uh, that whole first scene from Captain America, the fight. Oh. You were saying, like, we haven't even seen that in a Batman that's how, film. That's how Batman should be fighting. Everyone knows I loved, the, like, mm. the Nolan films and yep. all. I, I love all the Batman films. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I want to see. He should be fighting, I see like, that in shit. the Arkham games. Yeah. <laughs> Just ripping off air vents everywhere. But now... Long weekend. <clears throat> yes. I've caught up on so much. I mm-hmm. went and saw Captain America. I did actually mention at last issue that I was going to do a double movie date. You did. I also saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Now... <sighs> you went and saw movies. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time to get into... How many green booties? How many green booties indeed? Lots of them. So many green booties. Because as I said, Amazing Spider-Man for me, mm-hmm. Lego Movie for you. Yep. Uh, we, we caught up on a. Watched, we both uh, watched a new DC animated film, which we'll get into. We did. But first, Lego Movie. Okay, um, I think I've said on this show before. Mm. I'm not the biggest Lego fan. I was more of an action figure kid. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, I was curious to see this movie because. I wanted to kind of see how they would make a narrative out of this. I was interested in it because it's not like all the previous Lego movies where they're just simply the cutscenes taken from the games. Yeah. This literally looks like it's been made with Lego. Well, yeah. It's not complete. It doesn't look too uh, CG-ified. No. It looks more like Lego. It's, it, yeah, it is. And there's a bit of, I won't spoil it, but there is sort of a twist Towards the end, which makes it... You'll probably cry. I'm going to put it that way. Um, but yeah, I, I I did like it. Uh, mm. One of my curiosities for wanting to see it too is because when I was in the States, in Canada, mm. it was coming out and they, when I was there and they were promoting the shit out of it. Mm. So even Jess was like, no, I really want to see that movie. Well, even at Garden City, the cinema I was at, they've got a whole display made yeah. up of Lego because they're promoting Brisbricks again. The oh, Lego okay. convention yep. I went to last year. Look, I, I did enjoy it. I didn't think it was as good as what everybody's saying it is. Okay. In saying that, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was funny. Um, like I said, the twist towards the end really sort of sucked me in as well. The whole premise is... Made, made it feel more human. Chris, uh, Chris Pratt, who we're going to see very soon as Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star Lord Guardians yes. of the Galaxy, and has been in you know Parks and Rec and everything. Mm-hmm. He plays, is it like, he's just some random, like... Typical construction it's work assen- or something. Well, it's essentially they need that- the master builder to save the universe or something? Yeah, so you you know your little Lego um, instruction manuals. Yeah. Basically, every, there's an instruction manual that you have to live your life by. Like everyone oh. in the Lego city loves the same song. They do the same things. They do yeah. this, they do, you know, and they live by the manual. But there's some people who are there that are master builders and they can look at what's around them and construct and build anything. Pretty much and like master builders in real life. Yeah, the like president, they can take Lego and just make anything they want. The president is trying to sort of wipe that out because he wants everything to be perfect. Perfect, uh, perfect, perfect. 
Um, and it's a bit sort of, of a totalitarian that, Yeah, society. trying to sort of fight that. Mm. Um, I'll be honest, if Batman wasn't in it as much, I probably wouldn't have Now, I've been heard a hooked. lot about the Batman theme song. But Batman's a bit of Batman's a bit of a douche in it, to be honest. He really is. <laughs> well, he's voiced he's by Will Arnett. Yeah, but look, I, I won't bang on about it too much. Mm. He's got so many reviews to get to. I liked it, not as much as what I thought I would, or as much as other people have. Mm. But I'm going to give it three out of five green booties. Uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I haven't had a chance. I'm saving myself for so many other films. Mm. That was one thing about seeing all these movies the other day. It's the amount of awesome previews. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> it's a good year. I have far too many other films to see. <laughs> but I did see Amazing Spider-Man Now, too. I'm so keen to get your feedback on this. I'm yet to see it, mm-hmm. and I really want to so I can make up my own mind. I have never seen split, like 50-50 split when it comes to a movie before. You remember uh, when I was talking about Robocop a yep. few issues ago? Mm-hmm. I said I trust uh, Todd and Wade's opinion, and you made you made a laugh and like, no, you don't. And I was yeah. like, sometimes I do. Yeah, more often than not, I do. If, if they like a comic book film, I I can pretty much guarantee I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Todd, as soon as he saw it, he had it up on Facebook how disappointed he was. Mm. I was like, I don't care, it's Spider-Man, I'm going to see well, this. Well, it's funny because he said that he was looking for Joel Schumacher's name in the credits. That's yeah. what he thought. And it's the next, I didn't, re- I was like, fuck off, whatever. Mm. The next morning, I saw, I'm not kidding, I saw two reviews on the same morning on two yep. different comic sites. One of them, the headline of the review was, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the Batman and Robin of the Spider-Man, u- of the nope, Spider-Man films. Nope, 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 the, nope. The next review said that it was better than The Amazing Spider-Man and it built on the universe and it was fantastic. Yep. I I am on the side of this movie was amazing. Okay. Oh. Hey, see what I did there? No, uh, uh, a problem that I've found a lot of people seem to be having is the Spider-Man 3 syndrome. Too mm-hmm. many villains. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this. I forgot the Rhino was in it. Yeah. I, I get that. You get that feeling with Rhino just from the previews. Um. Okay. Let me also put this to you. They put literally the last shot of the film. Yeah. In the previews. Ooh, they've done a Chris Nolan. Because Nolan famously does that, but you don't really he have no literally what it is. put in the last... Uh, it pretty much opens with um, Spider-Man fighting crime and stuff and introduces Paul Giamatti's character, mm-hmm. Alexi, you know, the Rhino. Mm-hmm. I got to the end. I forgot Rhino was in it. Okay. They build it up. Uh, yes, obviously, they've also got Green Goblin in it. That's no spoiler. Mm-hmm. And everyone's known about this. It's been in all the previews and everything. Yep. You still haven't mentioned the villain that they pushed as the main villain yet. Electro. Yeah. He was the main villain. Okay. That is the thing. The focus was on him. Mm-hmm. They, they were building up to more with uh, um, Green Goblin. Yeah. And, okay, this the way I'm going to put the rhino is, because everyone's like, oh, there's too many villains, which I'm si- going to sit here and say, how the fuck do you think they're going to do a Sinister Six film then? Yeah. They've got six of them. I want to talk to you about that too. Amazing Spider-Man 2... If you had told me it was written by Brian Michael Bendis, mm-hmm. I would have believed you. Okay. It felt like I was reading an issue of Ultimate Spider-Man or, or a trade collection. Okay. Yep. There are parts in it. You know when they're fighting the crime, um, doing the fighting crime part and they're just stopping random robberies and all that? Yeah. Rhino's kind of like that. Okay. It's the same in Ultimate Spider-Man. The first time you ever saw Rhino, it was literally in two pages at the start of an issue. Mm-hmm. He fought him, beat him, went about his business. Yep. And the rest of that entire six-issue story arc was fighting, let's say, Dr. Octopus. Yep. Just for example, I can't remember if it was Doc Ock, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like in this film. People think, oh, you've got too many villains. No, he was simply... He was just simply filling a part. It yep. was like... Spider-Man is going to have villains. He doesn't have to fight all of them in the entirety of the film. Yep. Sometimes the shocker is just simply robbing a bank and he stops him and goes on to fight Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. It it happens. And so I'm putting my foot down. There's not too many villains. The focus is on Electro. Yeah. It's built up with Green Goblin and Rhino's just simply in there as an extra. Okay. One thing that did get to me though, was the music. Yeah. Hans Zimmer did the score. Yeah. Hans Zimmer did the score, and when the trumpet started playing, I kept expecting the Channel 9 Wide World of Sports logo to come <laughs> really? up and the cricket to start. And Okay. Sometimes the music just didn't fit 
the visual. Okay. It felt really out of place. You've got, you know how I said uh, with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film? Yeah. That if you'd put a darker score to it, <laughs> it wouldn't have seemed a slapstick? No. This was very similar. Often the music just didn't fit the tone. Other times it really did. Okay. I loved it. Andrew Garfield is amazing mm-hmm. as ah. um, hey, <laughs> as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. He does the perfect awkward dorkiness as Peter. And honestly, as soon as he puts on that mask, I cannot think of anyone better as the smart-ass, wise-cracking web-slinger yep. okay. that we have known from the comics. That is the thing. He, he hides that dorkiness and awkwardness under that mask, mm-hmm. he becomes someone else. Andrew Garfield does that exceptionally. Okay. Emma Stone. Yeah. Gorgeous as always. I'm not going to spoil this part, but let me say this. Apparently, it was the worst kept secret on the internet. I didn't know it was going to happen. I haven't heard anything, but I know what happens to that character in the comics, so I'm expecting stuff. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you this. I cried at least five times in this film. Oh, good. <laughs> I fucking lost it at the end. Okay. They take... I have a feeling I know what's going to happen. Yeah. they. I, I won't say what issue it was from. Yep. It was from the 70s. Yep. I know pretty much exactly what's going to appa- happen. Apparently, the, it was the worst kept secret because the outfit this character is wearing is the same that they wear in this particular issue. Okay. So, I... Okay, let me put it this way. I was grasping Emily. <laughs> when it happened, I literally... Knees came up to my chin. Yep. Uh, hands went to the mouth. Like, I pretty much almost threw her away. I was in that much shock. I was just like, <laughs> lost it. Okay. Green booties. Green booties. I'm giving this four out of five. Okay. The music was the main letdown for me. Okay. It just seemed, sometimes it worked. A lot of the times it didn't. Yep. It just didn't fit the tone. So really disappointed in Hans Zimmer for that. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to see it again because now I'm used to it. <laughs> I felt the characters were just played exceptionally. Mm-hmm. They've set up a lot. When you've got Ravencroft in there, yep. which is the Spider-Man universe version of Arkham Asylum. Ah, uh, yep. They were even doing uh, Tumblr stuff, like putting out... I, I kept saying, as soon as I saw Ravencroft, I thought, if I see the name fucking Cletus Cassidy anywhere, <laughs> Carnage, yeah, which they did do in an article that they... It's not in the film. They put it out on Tumblr about Cletus Cassidy being caught, article written by Eddie Brock. Venom, yeah. They're building the universe. And I can't think of a better way to have done it. Okay. Uh, I didn't see it in 3D. I honestly think I should have. Okay. It was made for 3D. 3D. The effects they used with Electro, the web slinging, and that right there is probably my favorite part of it all. Yep. The web slinging, the movements. It's not just him swinging the long straight line, doing mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. of flips. He is literally all over the place. Cool. And sometimes it's like they had the camera strapped to his chest. Yeah. And so as he's going through, That's you get cool. so much vertigo and just disorientation. You think, how does he do this? Yeah. That was my favorite part of it all. Cool. I, I really need to check it out because, like I said, it's 50-50. Like, the night that Todd went to the premiere mm. and he just bagged, said that people walked out of the cinema just hating it. No. The same night, a friend of mine went to the premiere in Cairns. Yep. She said that everyone loved it. It got a standing ovation. Yeah. So, it, it, I'm so... I, I can't wait can to see this. Split, as yeah. you said, so I've never seen 50, it. 50. I have never seen it before. You, I, I reckon you'll enjoy it. Okay. Go with my opinion, not everyone else's. <laughs> As I said... Mu- I'll go with my own opinion. Thank you very much. Overall, music was the letdown. Universe building was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Toby who? <laughs> that is how I see cool. it. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Something you and I both watched. Yes. That we had a chance to earlier in this week. Yes. Now, it hasn't come out over here in Australia on DVD yet, but we did sort of get to see an advanced copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Son of Batman. Yes. The next DC animated movie. Which you actually mentioned to me before will be released on DVD in only a few weeks. Yes, yeah, it's sometime in May or June, and yet, I think. Yeah. Justice League War, which Still has been out come for out. how long, Still hasn't, hasn't got a release out. date. It came out in the States where the day before I left. Yeah. Yeah. And yet Son of Batman, which is the film after, we're actually getting that first. Yep. Anywho. It's because Batman sells. Batman. Mm-hmm. Son of Batman. Yes. What did we think? I really enjoyed it. It, it, uh, let me... <sighs> I'm a bit biased, obviously, mm-hmm. because it's a Batman movie. Yep. But 
it's not the best Batman movie. Oh, that like in terms of the animated ones, that's still um, under the Red Hood for me. Oh yeah, that was amazing. But in saying that, it's the best of the DC animated films for quite a while. Okay, I'm going to say to the listeners what I said to you yeah. after I watched it. Meh. Yeah. It it was nothing standout. It was nothing exceptional. Mm-hmm. I. The voice cast was cool. Jason O'Mara. Um, Back who, as Batman. He was in Terra Nova and the American version and he of voiced Life on him, Mars. And he voiced him in uh, Justice, Justice League, League War. War. Yeah. He's back as Batman. You've got David McCallum, who was Ducky in NCIS. He's done Alfred a few times now. Uh, Thomas Gibson, who... You probably know from uh, Criminal Minds or Dharma and Greg. He was Greg and Dharma and Greg. All the Flintstones in Viva mm. Rock Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Exceptional uh, Deathstroke. He was Deathstroke. Which like, Deathstroke is in could, the comic? You could kind of pick his voice, mm. but it was so much more gruff than usual. You're like, hmm? yeah, I was just kind of speaking of Deathstroke. I was going to mention this earlier. See, Deathstroke isn't in the comic. They're, this this movie is very different See, from this, the comic. And this is where you'll be able to school me because I haven't read, I haven't read this title. I'm actually surprised you enjoyed the film because I know how much you hate Damien, Damien Wayne. Well, let me put it this way. I only own two trades of Grant Morrison's run on Batman. Okay. One is The Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. Yep. And the other one is Son of Batman. Mm-hmm. In saying that, I haven't read either of them in years, mm-hmm. but they are on my shelf. I do know Deathstroke isn't in it, and Bane is actually in it, mm-hmm. um, but the story is very different from how I remember the comic. They've kind of... I don't know if they've... Have they taken a lot of liberties? I think so. I was going to say, Deathstroke seems to be a character who is popping up more and more and more in the DC universe lately, yeah. who never really used to be that prominent before. Mm. And I'm wondering, if is it because of his popularity on Arrow? Is it because of... That's what I started Arkham to think. Game? As Do you know what I mean? As soon as he said he wasn't in the comic, I thought, well, he's been in Arrow. He was a main villain he's in really Arkham He's really starting to become a big player. Yeah. It's like they're like, oh, he's popular. Let's put him in everything. But it, it worked. And he voiced him really, really well. Um, I, I guess we sort of won't go into too much because we need to keep moving. Mm. But like I said, if if this had followed directly after, say, The Dark Knight Returns or Under the Red Hood or whatever, I wouldn't probably give it as good a rating as what I'm going to. But in saying that, I do stand by the fact that I enjoyed this better than the last two or three DC animated films. I'm going to give it three and a half green booties out of five. Yeah, see, I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> I loved Justice League War and the ones before it. Mm-hmm. I... As I said, meh. That is how I felt with this film. I'm giving it two and a half out of five green booties. Mm-hmm. Yes, the voice cast was cool. You've even had uh, Marina Bokarin as uh, Talia al Ghul. Yep. You had the chicken Very man from Breaking Talia Bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, yep. the chicken man from Breaking Bad. He was Raz. And uh, uh, Sean Mayer. Oh, Sean Mayer. In, Sean Mayer. Um, also from Serenity and Firefly. And like Arrow. Marina, and played Shrapnel in Arrow. Yeah, he, he played plays Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. Look, the voice cast was cool, but the story just... Uh, and Damien's just an annoying little... Like, I liked Damien in the comics, but I think having a voice to him and this whingy little yeah. brat... Two and that's a, what he always was to me. Two and a half out of five. Okay. It, it, it was... Meh. I'm not going to fight you on it. No. But moving on, last issue we spoke about the original live-action Ninja Turtles films. We did, yes. Uh, in the ramp-up to the new film coming out very soon. Not directed by Michael Bay. No, produced <laughs> by Michael Bay. Yeah. We didn't speak about the third film. Yeah. It doesn't really need to be mentioned. Kind of lumping in with the second one. Yeah. It's just set in feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. But we thought, okay, in the ramp-up to the new film coming out, yeah. why don't we do something with Let's this? Let's make it a bit of a regular thing. Yeah, we put our heads together. Yes. Got a little brainstorming session on. Pants were actually involved for once. They were. And so, let us introduce you to... Turtle Talk! You like that? I do. You, you I like really that? like yeah, that, yeah. I, I figured you would. So yes, <laughs> Turtle Talk is going to be a new segment in the lead-up to the new film where we talk all things... Turtles! <laughs> Those pesky Turtles! We're talking the movies, the comics, the, the TV television series, series both animated all and live action, uh, the toys, mm-hmm. everything Ninja Turtles. Now, obviously, we have already done the live action, the films. live action films. So, for our very first Turtle Talk, yep, we're talking the animated films, absolutely, and we're saying films, films, plural, films. Yeah, <laughs> let, let that down. 
settle for you. Yeah, because there's second. one. Why, there's one that everyone will be aware of, which was TMNT from 2007. But there's another one that was a straight to DVD mm. movie from a few years ago now that maybe not everyone's aware of. Now TMNT that actually got a cinema release. It did. It kind I was of, very excited for it, actually. It did. I, I saw it at the cinema. So did I. I, I own the DVD. So do I. <laughs> I. I always thought when it was coming out, it was more tied into the 2003 onwards animated series. See, I was torn. I didn't think it was because they looked so different. and it, it. I thought it was tied into the three films. Which it is. Yeah. It is act- technically... The fourth film. Okay. There is a scene at the end with um, uh, Splinter putting a helmet away where you see Shredder's helmet. And it is Shredder's helmet from the film. Yep. You see the Time Scepter from the third live action film mm-hmm. and one of the ancient, well, well, not ancient, but like feudal Japan helmets. Yep. There's even a Triceradon helmet in there, which, you know, <laughs> that's what made me think it was more to do with the cartoon. The cartoon. But no, it is technically the fourth film. Kevin Smith does a voice in it too. Kevin Smith does the cameo yeah, uh, as a diner operator yep. where the Jersey Devil... The, the Jersey uh, Devil. Demon is getting getting a bit of his munchie on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I love this film. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've always loved about it was, yes, you had Sarah Michelle Gellar as April O'Neil. You have Captain America as Casey Jones. Casey Jones. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, who obviously he does a lot of animated stuff, but yeah. it's very clearly... Patrick Stewart, mm. the Turtles were just, I wouldn't say no name, but they were just voice actors. Yeah. I, I know their names. I know everything they've been in. I can pick the voices. animated guy. Yeah. <laughs> but they focused more on the Turtles than the actual actors. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know I've mentioned it before in a sidekick where the problem with a lot of animated films often is they get the big A-list Hollywood celebrities. DreamWorks. Yeah. And so the problem is you don't see the character. You don't hear the character. You hear the celebrity doing the voice. You hear the actor, so it takes you away from it. Eddie Murphy's donkey. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's kind of a tough one for me, actually, because I still see donkey. But it's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. The Turtles in this, yeah, okay, like I said, they've got Sarah Michelle Gellar, Chris Evans and everything, but the Turtles are just your regular voice actors who, that's another thing I hate about Hollywood celebrities getting the big animated films. They can do live action films. Yeah, you're taking work away from voice actors. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've always loved the characters in TMNT, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Turtles themselves. They're all very, uh, what would you say, definitive in their own characteristics. Yep. Yep. You know, Donatello really is the nerdy the geek. geek. Yeah, working for an IT helpline. Mikey is the kind of silly... The party dude. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say... Well, he is a party dude. He does his um, party job yeah. thing. But he's that kind of not quite as intelligent. No. Uh, he's like... Lovable rogue. Yeah, he's that, you know, doing a handstand on the... Uh, skateboard ramp yeah. and he's and like l- see I'm smart like- and then he falls down and actually says the word shit <laughs> like the 1986 Transformers animated film when yeah. Spike says shit Michelangelo says shit in this I'd film I never picked up on that I'm I picked to go it back up and the watch other- it. I'd never picked it up until the other night okay you know Leonardo Leo is, is very much the leader he is the leader very determined and Raph is very much the rebel in this one. Oh god especially as the night watcher yeah, which hardcore. I love that costume it's awesome I love this film. Yep. It it started... That's what really started to rekindle my love of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really watched the 2003 animated series much. I'd seen a bit of uh, Turtles Fast Forward. Yep. But we'll talk about that in a future Turtle Talk. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it definitely holds up. Yeah. As a... It's a good animated film. Yeah. It, the, the only thing was it was kind of confusing when seeing it because you didn't know what universe it really tied into. Yeah. And you're trying to think, well, after the live action films, this is such a different it's a thing departure. With, with all the villains, like the, the supernatural elements to it mm. and everything. It was exceptionally animated. Yeah, The definitely. voice cast was spot on. Even Michelle Geller and um, Evans. Evans as April and Casey. I, I do see the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Evans kind of changes his voice enough to be Casey that... Um, what would you call Casey? He's a bit of, he's the rebel as well. Yeah. He's Raph's buddy. Yeah. Uh look, I, I give TMNT three and a half out of five. Yep. I'm probably going three three green booties out of five. Yeah, it's nothing fantastic. No. It is but an it's enjoyable good. It's watch. Good enough. But 
the one that I absolutely love, which some people may not have seen. No, as I said, it was a direct-to-DVD release. It's called Turtles Forever. And <laughs> it's set in the universe of the 2003 animated series. Yes, but it also brings in... The 1980s-slash-1990s animated series. And holy crap. It's very cleverly done. It is. It's very meta. Mm. You don't realise how camp and cheesy the original cartoon was because when that came out much of its time we were six yeah well it's actually from 1987 yeah it didn't start airing over here until 1990 yeah so we were five six years old Mm -hmm. we're kids dude it's like the 60s batman to me yeah like yeah we enjoy that but you look at it now as a five-year-old six-year-old you love it yeah yeah so they have this whole kind of meta thing like the original turtles often broke the fourth wall (laughs) yes when they do that in this, everyone else from the 2003 universe, mm, turtles, like... villains, everyone included, they kind of look to the camera and are like, who are you talking to? <laughs> they really play on that. Yeah. And the when they do return to the 1987 dimension, mm-hmm. uh, they're just walking down the street. And a lot of the characters that are like just the random people in the backgrounds that are walking down the street... Mm. I've recently watched the pilot episode from the old 80s cartoon. Yep. They're the same characters from all, that pilot that episode walking down over-the-top hair. What mm. this film does is it, it legitimizes every single version of the Ninja Turtles. Because the final universe they go to, it, it's not quite a spoiler, but it eh, could be. They go to Turtle Prime. Yeah. Which is the black and white Original Eastman Laid comic. Yeah. Yeah. And again, going with the meta aspect of it all, Leonardo starts narrating. <laughs> As he does in He's the like, comic. First, I take out the one on the left. And, you know, he, he narrates it. Yeah. And someone actually says, is he narrating? <laughs> yeah. It works so well, but the design of that universe looked like it was ripped from the pages of Eastman Led's original black and white comics. It really does. Um, you know, they even make mention of, you know, why they're wearing coloured headbands and... You know, yeah, I think one Raph, of the 2003 to, yeah, Raph's Turtles trying to points impress out, them. Like, well, these guys have initials on their belts. Because like, he's finally found people that are more like him. Yeah. Even they, they find him dorky and cheesy and everything. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but look at these guys. They've got monogram belt buckles. <laughs> yeah. It, it brought in these universes together mm. so well. It, like I said, it legitimized every single version. Yeah. And, you know, you've got... The, even the original Shredder and Krang with... <laughs> oh, didn't they play up the, on the that? The Krang sound, with yeah. With all the... <laughs> the burping and the drool going everywhere. But, you know, when you're a kid, you think Shredder is evil. Mm-hmm. Shredder is a kitten. Yeah, oh, yeah. Compared to the Shredder, the In Utrom the, Shredder yeah, of... The 2003 cartoon. Um, mm-hmm. he, he He's an Utrom, like Krang. Mm-hmm. Like, they really... They change it up each time. It... I can't get over how cheesy the original Shredder yeah, was. but it's still enjoyable as hell. It's a shame he wasn't um, voiced by James Avery. Yeah. Is it James Avery or James Avery Brooks? Doesn't matter. Uncle James. Phil from um, <laughs> uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. That's who voiced the Shredder, but I can't remember if he passed away before or after Turtles Forever. I think it was after. Yeah, but it makes me then wonder why he didn't voice the yeah. Shredder. They got the voice spot on, though, oh, yeah. with the guy that did it. But, yeah, I just never realized just how cheesy that entire series was. Mm. And they encompassed that so perfectly in an hour and a half film. Yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's really good. I'm going to go for a rating now. Yeah. I'm going to give this one four out of five green booties. I'm giving this a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I knew this, you would. <laughs> this has really, again, kept going with my love of the Turtles. It's yep. rekindled it. Because, yeah, I did see bits of the original, uh, of the 2003 animated series. I loved the original. Mm-hmm. But bringing it all together and also bringing the dark, uh, gritty tone of the, comic. the original comic, yep. having that all in one film, mm-hmm. it was just so masterfully done. So, yeah, I'm going with four and a half out of five. Yeah, because, I mean, Eastman and Laid themselves... Mm. Or who are meant to people who are meant to be? I don't know if it's no, no. Them. That, it they're, they're uncredited. You don't see their face. You see their hands, and you hear their voices. I mean, they're even in it. Uh, they, yeah, they're in as a scene live at, action. Yeah, and kind of tying it all together, you see original artwork. Mm. It just masterfully done. Yeah. Uh, but I won't talk too much about the comics because that's going to be another turtle talk in the future. Yes. 
Look, we're, we need to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, we need to wrap it up. We we were going to get in a Rosie's rant. Yeah. Uh, the problem is it's a long one. Yeah. We did speak last issue about we had one about the Flash costume in the bag. We promise we'll do it next we issue. We promise we will because coincidentally, when we actually threw up the last issue, within five minutes or 20 minutes, somebody put up on our Facebook page the, the latest new X-Men trailer. X-Men Days of Future Past trailer. Yeah, when, just when we're thinking, I wonder how often we're going to be able to do a Rosie's rant. We've got three in the bank. <laughs> yeah, Rosie supply. <laughs> it, it was just, it was so such perfect timing. And he, at that stage, he didn't actually know we were doing Rosie's rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you, Rosie, you're the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> and look, we were also going to do a sidekick showdown. We spoke about that. Uh, we introduced it in the last issue. We've had a lot of uh, feedback, though. I didn't even need to put it up on the Facebook page. No. I had said, I will put this up on the Facebook page. We want to hear what you guys want us to debate. Mm. I didn't even get a chance. No. We were inundated with listeners writing in saying, I want you to talk about this. I want to talk you, you to talk about this. From Grace alone, we've got a year's worth of showdown topics. With it all up, we've probably got about two years worth of topics from Grace herself. Yeah, yep. we've got about a year's Honorary worth. Psychic. It's making me wonder, do we even bother putting it up each week? Because I don't know we, we need to. have so much. Do you want me to tease what the topic will be for next issue? I reckon we should, because okay. the whole point of this segment is audience involvement. Mm-hmm. I think we go beyond having the listeners simply... Name the topic. Name the to- Suggest the topic. Yeah. I want to also get their opinions. And then we can incorporate that into, into our arguments, yeah. Absolutely. So, the topic for the first Sidekick Showdown we will be doing is... Oz versus Wonderland. Yeah. So, start writing in. We want to hear your opinions on which is the better universe, Oz Mm -hmm. or Wonderland, Uh Dorothy or Alice. Mm. Uh, So, send us an email to geekspeakau at gmail.com. Hit us up at Twitter at geekspeakau. Or hit us up at the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash geekspeaktv. Like I said, we want to hear your opinion. So I reckon we do this. Yeah. Each issue, we throw it out there, the topic of the next Sidekick Showdown, so we can get your thoughts and your opinions. Ahead of time. Well ahead of time and incorporate those into our debates. Yes. But look, I think that's all we have time for. I'm abstruse to Steve. I knew you were going (laughs) to say that. Uh, and look, the only link I haven't given is head along to youtube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia to check out all the videos. Mm-hmm. The cosplay video from Gold Coast Supernova has been doing exceptionally well. It has. Check it out. If you see anyone you know, tag them in Tag them, tag yourself. Because that was, again, the whole point of Supernova for us this year, which we wanted to focus on the people. Yes. The people who make Supernova what it is, and that cosplay video... Oh, there are some amazing costumes Very in there. Very talented people. But until next issue, I've been your host, the Geek of All Trades, Steve Muller. And I've been Geek Speaks Boy Wonder Brendan. Geek out. <laughs>